gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. tribute to Mr. Brody Lee who we just lost um, on Saturday morning I was very shocked when I found out that news that one kind of hurt a little bit that one hurt I'm not gonna lie when I found out that he passed away I was just stunned and my sister was next to me she just looked at me and asked me are you okay I said yeah um, but I was but I was stunned um, this is my year end <laughs> episode of 2020 this is where i'm just going to be reviewing 2020 as it is um if i were to say if anybody were to ask me what was what would i theme 2020 as i would deem it as the year thanos really came to life and just snapped his fingers we lost a lot of people and i draw that comparison to thanos snapping his finger but the difference is we won't be getting those people back and that's a shame that truly is 2020 has taken a lot from everybody not just me but people in the entertainment industry people in the health profession people in the working profession of as in blue collar certain people who are not able to go into people's houses to do their job as they need to be there are customers out there that lost money because of this whole pandemic or whatever this whole man-made disease is and it's completely terrible 2020 was a complete dumpster fire um i just don't know what else i could tell you but i'm here to try to at least lift up your spirits a little bit but first let me get down into what 2020 um has basically took it from us 2020 this year started off crazy for me when i was in hmm, college when we actually could go into colleges and walk around freely i was hit with the news that chloe Bryant passed away but i was hit about it by it when i was at my mother father's house i was there we were in the kitchen and my brother called me when he was at work and he said do you guys uh hear about Kobe Kobe Bryant being dead? And we were just shocked about it. We started going to immediate no because he's such a big celebrity that whenever a big celebrity passes, your Apple phone will alert you with, "Hey, this person has passed away." But that didn't happen. So we immediately start going to CNN and ABC and CBS, and we didn't get nothing until we went to NBA TV and that's whenever we were really looking for like okay if NBA TV has like highlights of Kobe Bryant and like okay then something truly did happen I give it about a good 30 minutes after we call we turn back to I believe CNN and you start seeing the plane site of the whole crash and it was just startling to me and my family we were all in silent just stunned like wow what we were all trying to figure out, okay, what happened? Did the plane did the plane crash because it hit something? Was it malfunctioning? Because airplanes and jets, these things do have malfunctions. Even though when you're in the air, they say, oh, don't worry, this and this and that. We're just going through some turbulence. And by the way, 
Turbulence is one of the most scariest things I've ever felt in my life. Whenever you're on a plane, you think you're going to be up there just fine and dandy, no nothing. Because you've seen it on films, you've seen it on television. You rarely see them on television and film having a plane shaking or anything like that. The only time they do it is for like comedic effects or in a comedy or in a drama they do it for a shaking whenever the plane's about to go down and you hear the plane pilot over the uh intercom saying something like this plane's about to go down um put your seatbelts on we're gonna try to get ourselves together but um we heard they it's something of that magnitude when you hear it in dramas or anything like that but whenever i got on the plane you got turbulence and I was afraid than anything when I got on my first ever plane and that was in 2006 no no 2017 when I was with my mother we had to go to Connecticut because we had to visit for my one of my mother's uncle's funeral and I let me just say this when we sat we sat there waiting for the plane and we here on the air at the airport they get on the intercom saying uh, your plane will be delayed because the turn because in New York there's raining and they're trying to clear out the tarmac. They're 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 trying to wait for the whole landing strip in order to be cleared. Uh, I mean dried. So that was immediately a problem. So that was about their second ring. They did that. I told my mother, okay, they got another. This was at uh, this. There was one. There was already one time they already said they're going to be delayed. That was their second time saying that there's going to be delay because of uh, the airstrip wasn't dried off. And I told my mother, point blank, hey, if they say one more time we got delayed, that's the three strike. I have a three strike rule. That's something about me. You get three strikes with me and then we're done. I'm completely done. And I was waiting for at last third strike, really, because I really didn't want to go because I really don't like heights. I am afraid of them. And we got on our plane and, well, I'm still here to live about to tell the day, tell the tell. But yeah, we were just so starstruck and just hit like, wow, he's really, really um, gone. That's crazy to me. That was crazy to my mother. That was crazy to my father. And I drove my mother back to our other um, crib where me and my brothers live. And she told me while she was in the passenger seat, she and I pulled when I was pulling in, she asked me, Gerald, did you? Did, did you hear anything about Kobe Bryant having his daughter with him or anything? I said, no, because by God, that's that'd be that's crazy. If that if he had his daughter with him, that's that's nuts. And sure enough, that was the next thing. Kobe Bryant and his daughter have both died on a plane crash, and that just really hit me because I just imagine, wow, that his wife is home with their newborn daughter and her other daughter and I'm thinking to myself wow that is absolutely crazy and I'm I don't want to go much into a spiel because that just will lead into everything but what I'm saying is all well wishes to the Bryant family um right now even through what they're going through now um let's see who else we lost throughout this year in the celebrity wise news we lost little Richard we lost Jerry Stiller we lost Charlie Daniels. We lost Naya Rivera, who is going, who I'm going to 
connect the dots with exact same thing that happened with somebody else in a couple in a couple of minutes when I get to this person. Regis Philman died as well this year. Um, Chadwick Boseman, who died of colon cancer. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who died of pancreatic cancer after battling with it for some time. We lost um, Eddie Van Halen, who was the co-founder of Van Halen. We lost Alex Trebek, and we lost the original James Bond this year of 2020 in the big time, big, big celebrity news. But I'm about to get into my realm of professional wrestling. And in this family that professional wrestling is, we lost some people that is that were, it, it was nuts when you, when you think about it. Um, like I said, we just lost Luke Harper, who died of a lung-related issue. His wife put out a Instagram post, and I, and I just feel bad for her and um, her kids because everybody that came out on Twitter that was in the professional wrestling, they were all sharing out love and showing photos of him, either with his kid or him in great wrestling matches with other professional wrestlers and those other professional wrestlers coming out and saying nice things about him and just how much of a good-hearted person he was. We lost Hana Kumaru. Hana Kumara, sorry. She passed away because she committed suicide because after cyberbullying for so long by so many people just completely just harassing her on the internet we lost we lost Shag Gaspar who just like Naya Rivera was trying to save their was trying to save his child so Naya Rivera and Shag Gaspar both trying to die by trying to save their child in the ocean nevertheless always remember what I said before the ocean is a scary place remember go back to episode one I went on a whole little spiel about it. Just remember, the ocean is a very, uh, very, very scary, but beautiful, but beautiful, but scary uh, thing. The ocean just complete. It's it's insane when you really stop stop and really think about the ocean. But let me, I digress. Um, we lost Laparka number two. We lost the first openly gay professional wrestler, Pat Patterson. He was a wrestling genius in rest. He was a genius in professional wrestling. He was Vince McMahon's kind of right hand man. He helped create the Royal Rumble, which is an annual tradition of thirty people going, getting, and battling in a ring, but throughout period times for each competitor to get into the ring, and one winner at the end. After it all, it all goes down. You start with two people. After a minute or two, the first person comes out. And you, it after it's basically after every two minute intervals, another person will come out, another person will come out, another person will come out, and then only way for you to be eliminated out of that match is if you get thrown over the top, basically. And the last person in the ring is the winner, and then name the winner of the Royal Rumble, and they go off and they cash your ticket into main eventing WrestleMania. He was the creator of that. We lost uh, <laughs> World Warrior Animal. Now we have lost officially lost. Both wrestlers of Legion of Doom, the tag team Legion of Doom, we have now lost Animal, who is now up there with his professional wrestler and tag team partner Hawk. And I know it's 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 uh, it's looking good. It's gonna it's 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 crazy to say that, but I know he's up there now with his best friend in there now just reunited. We lost Kamala. He was a black man in in WWF. He had. Um, the stars on his chest, the moon on his stomach, and 
He was basically known as the Ugandan giant. <coughs> Sorry. We lost The Rock's father, Rocky Johnson. Um, the first ever black tag team of him and Tony Atlas. They were the first ever black professional wrestling tag team that won professional wrestling tag team going into WWF. And as I said, he's the father of the most electrified man in the world right now. And the highest paid actor in the world, might I add, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. We lost Zeus, who's everybody known as Tiny Lester, who everybody knows him as, Debo from the Friday franchise, who basically was in the first Friday and the second Friday. And that was crazy, but I've seen hilarious photos of him now that people who just put the Debo walking up to... Smokey and Craig, but now he walked up to an angel, and he took, and it's, you can see the angel crying, and he, and it's basically saying that Debo took his halo, it's, it's hilarious, just look it up, he lost, we lost an independent wrestler called Danny Havoc, who, um, John Moxley wore Danny Havoc's t-shirt when he had to defend his AEW world title, I believe against Brian... Cage, I believe, against Brian Cage. I want him. Um, I'm pretty sure it was against Brian Cage. We lost the voice of WWF, not Jim Ross. No disrespect. I'm not saying Jim Ross. I'm saying the actual voice, the ring announcer, who everybody, who a lot of professional wrestlers like to say, was the voice of their childhood. Whenever a new champion got crowned, you would hear Howard Finkel say, and new world intercontinental champion, or world champion, or tag team champion. We lost Howard Finkel. He was with the company for the WWE. Lost that man. He he was with that company for a long time, and it's been said that he was the guy that named WrestleMania. So WWE, you have to thank Howard Finkel for that, and I know you guys do. So that's whatever. We also lost um, a guy named Xavier, who was in Ring of Honor, who was a pillar of Ring of Honor. We lost. Tracy Smothers, we lost a guy named Justice Payne, who was a guy in CZW, we lost um, Regis Philman. I forgot to say Regis, for love of God, and celebrity um, intro, but celebrity portion of this, but we lost Regis in 2020, we've also lost another independent wrestler named Ryan Smile, he was a British professional wrestler, and yet again, this whole thing went cyberbullying online. He committed suicide off of that, and people just constantly harassed him as well, and that's what happened. He committed suicide. That's crazy. And so much more people have died in professional wrestling this year alone than any other year, to my recollection. It's crazy. And now, since I have, since it's on my mind, ladies and gentlemen, if you have something nice to say to anybody, say it. Say it to them. Tweet it to them. Um, I mean, call them if you can, if you have the number. Text them if you have their number as well, if you're afraid to. Or call them, because you don't know what they're doing. Just send out a text. You can say you sent out a text, and you know you'll be clear. Just let them know that you have some love for them. Not you, let them know that you're thinking of them. Let them know that you are truly, that they're on your mind. Because you don't know what somebody's going through every day. There's days that people are seriously thinking about, ending it because they don't because they feel that nobody cares for them anymore that how much hate they receive online or how much hate somebody might say you suck to them in their in their personal life family members might say they crap on other people's dreams and that constantly crap on people's dreams you don't know what anybody's going through 
And if you feel that you have love towards them and you haven't expressed it to them, just send out a text, call them up, tweet it to them, Instagram it, something. Try to get that feeler out to that person. Because that one feeler can be the changing dynamic to them staying with us or them deciding to edit it all. And I'm more likely whenever you send that feeler out, they're gonna want they're gonna stay with us. They're gonna stay on this earth. They're going to have a reason to live because they know they have been cared for. They know that something actually cares for them. I mean, a whole lot of things can change if you just send out a text, give out a phone call, send out a tweet, Instagram, something. Like I said, just if you have something good to say to somebody, just say it. If you have something crappy to say to somebody, don't say it at all. You don't have to say everything that comes to your mind. If somebody is crappy, you don't have to say that. But if you see somebody do something crappy to somebody else, you can check ties them right on the spot. Don't let that go unpunished. If somebody's treating somebody like pure garbage. Because you know what? People in this life, life is precious. Precious. And people don't understand how much life is precious until somebody is somebody is lost. And then we all look at them or look at that person that lost their life or decided to end it all because somebody says something to them and we look at it and say oh my god this person had a whole lot left in them what happened or they saw somebody do something to somebody and they just stand by and not say nothing and just allow it to happen that's not cool you have to be you have to step in step in and do something it's okay if it's okay if people don't like you because you do it. If you step in, you have to be okay with that because you know what? They're not cool with themselves. If they're not cool with you stepping in to save somebody else, saving somebody is quite really quite importantly important. I'm sorry, I just ran over that, but saving somebody is great. Being somebody's hero is a great thing, but don't develop that hero complex and threw it in their face. I saved you from committing suicide. I'm the person that, no, 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 don't do that. If you're going to do that, don't, don't. Don't be that. Don't, don't do that. Just, it's just a straight up don't. Be nice to everybody. Be kind to anybody that you see having a crappy day. Don't create (coughs) trouble for people. Just, just do the best that you can every day because everybody's a, er, throughout this whole year of 2020, everybody's just trying to survive. Everybody's just trying to survive and make it to the next day. And that's what life truly is about right now. We're all just trying to make it. We're all just trying to make it and within my religion of Christianity. We're all trying to make it to heaven. So with that being said, be nice. Be nice to everybody. Try to have a nice day to everybody. Try to just try to be nice. That's basically what I'm saying. I'm running over myself a lot, but that is what I'm trying to say. Um, And as I in going back, as I'm looking at my what I wanted to say, um, the during 2020, I've seen a lot of people tweet out that they have had depression, especially with the whole shutdown and lockdown at the beginning of the year and going throughout to now whenever everybody started getting locked down in march i was looking at it as okay i'm fine with it i usually stay inside my house like i said in my first episode i'm an introvert i'm cool with it everything's fine this is this is 
this is in my safe haven. This is in my playground. This was in my wheelhouse of staying inside, just doing me. I could watch YouTube. I could watch Netflix. I could watch WWE Network. I could watch anything. I can go on my, um, I could go online. I can just, if I want to interact that way, I could do that. But this, staying inside, self-quarantine was my knack. That's me. I had no problem with it. I was cool. And throughout this time, I saw people that were not cool with it. People were not happy with staying in this year. People were developing the, the depression for not being around people. Or some people lost their jobs because places shut down. That is a hard fact of life throughout 2020. Stores shut down. Factories shut down. A lot of things shut down. And a lot of things never reopened. Restaurants, certain restaurants didn't reopen. Um, certain stores or businesses didn't reopen. Certain people work home. And by God, even working home for certain people, that is a tough thing to handle because they don't like just being home. They want to be outside. They want to be able to enjoy humanity as humanity intended itself from the beginning of time. And we have always been around one another throughout this whole period of time, throughout the beginning of time from Adam and Eve. If you believe in Adam and Eve, that's just my whole deal. I believe in Adam and Eve to um, whenever the whenever the land split itself and continents were made through whenever even slavery people were around for slaves being picked up and slaves even being close to one another, that sense of that. Through segregation, in segregation, blacks were blacks, whites were whites, but you were still around humanity itself through Martin Luther King getting killed, ending civil rights, to basically civil rights basically being obtained and everybody basically, all the minorities being able to go into a classroom with other with white people. There's no such thing as white only and colors, colors this and whites that, there's no such thing as that no more. Well that I see right now. There might be underground that I don't know nothing about, but as I see right now, I've seen blacks go into white establishments, quote-unquote white establishments, that white people look at us crazy. You know, I've seen white people completely go to a black house party. And if you think that is not crazy, that that's crazy. You have to be, if you go to a, if you're a black and you go to a white house party, you gotta be friends with a white person. And if you do go there, they'll look at you as the cool black dude. I'm just calling it what it is. But if you're a white person, you go to a black house party, you gotta be, you gotta have some type of swag with you. But I digress, let me go back to it again. Even throughout that, human, humans were around other humans. We were able to talk and have civilized conversations in throughout some of these eras, but we were able to talk and be around each other. Now is different. Because now you have, you have to be inside your own home. And the people that are inside your own home have to be around each other. 24-7. Completely 24-7. Majority of the time, if you don't if you don't work and you're not an essential worker, which is crazy when you hear about the essential worker, but I'll get to that into another episode. I'm getting at this. This is important. This is the most important thing I'm basically getting at here. Depression was cr- cr- crept up on people that are cheerful. <coughs> And have everything in this life to live for. I've seen it crept upon people that I've never thought I would see crept upon. 
depression. I've seen videos of people saying they feel so lonely. They feel like this whole COVID mess has really ruined their lives and they don't know what they're going to do because of it. And within reason, COVID has ended certain people's livelihoods because now they have to create another trade and throughout this whole thing, I hope people did come up with another trade and find a way to kind of make money, whether it be selling your own personal items on um, these apps, selling these, these apps that allow you to sell your items, whether it be eBay or Etsy or something else. I don't want to butcher another name, but those are just the two that come to mind. There be There's probably more, and more likely it's more, but nevertheless. <clears throat> or come up with a trade that you know, okay, um, people need... Okay, let's say people need people needed their lawns to be mowed because certain people don't mow their own lawns, and you had kids going out there mowing lawns, kids going out there and selling waters out here, kids going out here and selling lemonade or piss and or picking up, uh, making a business of picking up their neighbors' uh, garbage and dumping it to the trash. Cause there is there was a black kid that made uh, business out of that throughout this whole twenty twenty. But that's in the, on the brighter side. I'm going to get to the brighter side. And I'm going to get to the brighter side in, in a couple. But let me just get down to these downs. Because I want to end this episode with a whole lot of highs. And a whole lot of hope for people. But let me just get to these downs for a minute. Trust me. I'm, I, I really don't want to stay on it. But this is just what it is. It's truth. 2020 was completely a dumpster fire. It was horrible. It was trash. Um, <laughs> people, people had a whole lot of depression. Because of jobs. And their own humanity and not humanity but their own sanity because not a lot of people were around them not a lot of people were there with them to help them um basically contact not be in contact but just basically being around that whole presence the whole aura of being around a lot of people was lost on us from march to now that's basically what happened and let me just say this now for the people that didn't learn to wear masks and follow the guy, follow the guidelines. Why? Why don't you want to wear a mask and follow the guidelines? It's simple. You wear a mask. It's not that crazy. Some of us wear masks all day and we're able to come home and take them off and enjoy our whole life. And you're able to get that small little bit of um, social contact with your mask with other people whenever you're able to do it right. It's easy to do. Just wear the mask. Follow the guidelines that have, that these health providers have provided us with. It's not crazy to do. It's crazy when you don't want to follow it and people die out here or you contact COVID and you having to die off that or you having to contact COVID and you're okay with it. What I mean by okay with it is as in your, human, your immune system is okay with getting COVID and nothing happens to you. Nothing happens, you feel fine, and you just happen to spread it off to somebody else, and that other person, immune system, is not the same like yours. And they happen to go and have some type of symptoms, and they feel ill, and they start happen to, and they start ha- having these um, motion sicknesses that some of them are feeling mad tired, they get sleepy a lot, they don't want to eat a lot, they, they just are in aches and pain, and they have to go inside a hospital, and now, in a hospital, ladies and gentlemen, a hospital is the most disease-filled place in the world, that's a fact, that is, a hospital is nothing but supposedly, the hospital is supposed to make you feel better, 
And with that being said, when you think about a hospital, that's nothing but diseases. Diseases that people have and that they're there to try to get rid of. If you have a bad stomach ache, you go into a hospital. If you're throwing up too bad for your home, you go inside a hospital and they have to give you a shot or they give you some type of medicine. What what did I just say? A bad stomach ache, which is a disease. You get a infection and you start going throughout your whole body. What happens? Guess what? You go to a hospital. Guess what happens inside a hospital? You have to get surgery or they either shoot your uh, scar up with some type of antibiotics to try to basically calm down everything. Basically, what I'm saying, your body is open to diseases at the hospital. So now you send this person to a hospital which has a lot of diseases. It is disease city. It is disease McGee in that hospital. You understand me? And you're out here just being fine and dead because your immune system can handle it. It's not cool because a lot of people have lost other people to this whole COVID. 19 this whole thing this whole thing is a monstrosity it is the abyss it is the complete it is a black hole that keeps on sucking people and sucking people in and sucking people in and just keep on sucking other people in it's disrespectful that you don't follow that the guidelines it's disrespectful to me it's disrespectful to my people it's disrespectful to other people throughout this planet that you don't want to wear a mask just wear it if you don't stay inside your house and just shut up. I know I said I should be happy. I know I sh- what I just said a couple minutes ago about spreading positivity. But I'm spreading truth. And sometimes truth hurts. You need to stay inside your house if you don't wear a mask. You need to stay inside your house if you don't want to follow the guidelines. And if you don't, that's fine. Stay inside your house and call somebody up that can give you your groceries and do it. Because guess what? That's part of life now. You can do that on your phone. Back in the early 2000s, you were able to do it. But you had to make sure that the people that you were doing it were trustworthy. A.K.A. your cousins. A.K.A. your other mother and father. A.K.A. your other siblings. Or other strangers that you just hope and pray to God that they actually were able to give you your stuff that you needed. Without possibly stealing your food, eating your food, stealing your clothing, um, stealing your money. That's what happens. That's what happened back in the early 2000s or even in the late 90s or before time, before that time. But now in the 2020, even 2019 and 2018, you were able to order your stuff and get it sent to your home now. You can do that. If you don't want to follow the guidelines with the whole mass deal, do that. Go on your app and have them send that crap or your items to you. Don't infect other people. Don't be a person that just walks around with I don't care attitude and mentality that can just end up getting somebody else sick from that. There's other people that have grandmothers and grandfathers around here. On this planet that they want to live and see. Certain grandmothers and grandfathers. Are not here because of people like this. And that's disrespectful. That's craziness. Wear your mask. Follow the guidelines. Do what's need to be done. If not go in your home. And get on your app. And have it ordered to you. That's all I got to say about that. With the whole not wearing a one to wear a mask deal. I'm serious. Now with the stimulus checks. Whenever I first found out about the stimulus checks, I didn't know that I was eligible for it until my mother told me, hey, you probably just want to put, just just go online and see if you can do it. Just go ahead and see. I was 
afraid to do it because you know what? I don't trust the government at all. I don't. Politics is not for me. It's not for people of my skin color. It's not for black people. It's not for the minorities. The politics is not for us. Government is not for us. If you think it is, look into it. I'm being serious. Because right now, you know it. Everybody knows deep down inside their heart and soul. Politicians are nothing but skilled skilled liars. Skilled thieves. They make a lot of money off of doing what? Off of doing nothing. And when I first got my $1,200 from them, I was happy because, you know what? Okay, fine. That's cool. But when you find out that the stimulus checks don't keep running in, just keep on running, coming in, that's crazy. Because a lot of people, as I said before, in the beginning of this thing, they lost their jobs. They don't, they can't pay their mortgages. They can't pay their rent. They can't pay their car notes. They can't pay their bills. I know nothing of these things because I'm able to have something around me because I am able to get money. I have, I'm able to always maintain money. That's what I do. But certain people, they, they don't, they're not, they're not at that luxury that I have. I have a luxury to do that. I have a luxury that I'm able to have money. Me, I'm able to keep money. That's what I do. I keep money. I'm very, 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 very frugal, aka cheap. That's why. I, that's another reason why I like staying inside the house. If I know I stay inside the house, I won't spend money. And you know what? Even though if I, even when I do go outside, guess what? I don't spend money like that. I know what I do. I get in. I get out. That's why I am built. I'm able to get inside a store, get what I want, and get out. I don't like to lollygag. The only time I lollygag is whenever I have to wait for my car engine oil to be done and i probably walk around a store but i don't buy nothing because guess what there's nothing in there for me to buy but getting back to my original point the stimulus checks you didn't get one every month that's crazy you don't get one every two weeks which is insane how america whose tagline is and you can say this tagline throughout the whole world and everybody will know it america the place where dreams are made of I'm sorry, that's a new, that is a New York tagline because Alicia Keys and Jay-Z for Empire State of Mind. But here's New York, the, not New York, but America, the American dream. It has American in it. And when you think of the American dream, you think of a house, a white picket fence, a couple kids, a husband and wife with a yard. That's the American dream. Every immigrant that comes over here, <clears throat> they said they're trying to live the American dream. They're trying to make better for their family. But right now, there's no such thing as the American dream right now. Right now, you there's no stimulus check. Right now, there are people in Congress right now fighting just to give you the American people $2,000, which is a great upside. It's easy to say, yeah, give them $2,000. It's easy. And people say, money don't grow on trees. Yes, it does. Money does grow on trees. Money is trees. You cut trees down. You put it and you put it inside. So if people are able to make lead, if people are able to make paper every year, and you're able to get notebooks every year. How do you mean to tell me money is not able to be made? Literally. Stop and think about it. Don't give me all this bull crap of this, of the ink press. There's a specific type of ink. Don't do that. Because there are a lot of hustlers and finaglers out here that are able to make counterfeit bills. And guess what? And able to make them so good that they pass off as real money. So what are you trying to tell me? What lie are you really trying to tell sell me on? Seriously, you're able to make money. You're able to do it. You just don't want to do it, which is nuts because the American public, the American citizens, the American people need that 
in this dire time. You have people out here taking loans from people that know good and well that they're not, not going to be able to pay that loan back from this Christmas. Getting loans and having to buy their kids gifts because you know what? They don't want to disappoint their children. Because guess guess what? It was Christmas time. Kids needed gifts. And you don't want to be that parent to just say, you know what? I'm sorry, Timmy. I didn't have enough money. I, we just we didn't have it this year. You don't want to see that despair on your kids' face. You don't want to see the sadness. You don't want to see that 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 look that every parent sees within their kids' eyes. Whether you can be a four-year-old up to an eighteen-year-old, it that's just what it is. And people might say eighteen-year-old. Yes, eighteen-year-olds still get gifts from their parents. That's just what happens. You don't want to see that look in their face. Every parent knows that look in their face whenever they have to tell their kid a bad news whenever they can't buy them something. It's despair. You see despair and sadness on that kid's face. And no parent wants to do that. No parent wants to sell their kid that. That's crazy to them. You understand? That's utter nonsense. That's craziness. So, what do they do? They take a loan out so they can get money. They put some things up. If they just to say, hey, yo, if we can't pay it off, this is what happens. You, you take it from me and blah, 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 blah. And now they got to find a way how they sell not how they sell, but how they can get that money back to that loan shark that they got their money from. And that's exactly what people are. They're loan sharks if you get money from them. Like that, they're loan sharks. Because <laughs> they don't care. They're here to take your stuff. That's what they're here for. They're hoping that you, you can't pay it back so they can just basically grab what you basically wrote in that piece of paper. So they can come and get it. And more than likely, they'll add interest to it. So guess what? We take your stuff and you still owe us money. That's insane. How parents had to do that this year. That's insane because the government, because of politicians, professionally trained liars and deceivers and straight up thieves are there sitting down on their tuckers still getting paid throughout this whole thing. And they are just not coming up with and just signing a bill saying, oh yeah, let's give them, let's give them money every, every two weeks. Let's give them something every two weeks, something. No, you're not, you, you, you haven't even done that. Let me do this for you. Let me do the math for you. If you were to tell people that you were giving them $250 every week, that is $1,000 a month. People might say, that's not a lot. That's not enough. At least you're giving them something. I'm saying give them something. Not $600. $600 just flat? Nay, that is wild. I'm sorry to say the N-word. But by God, that is wild. $600. That idea of $600 was nuts. And I'm glad it got vetoed. I'm not even going to try to triple lie about it. I don't like I don't like politicians like that. I don't like I don't like anything about politics like that. But I'm glad $600 got straight up vetoed. I'm glad it did. And I'm hoping that this $2,000 gets passed. That's the truth. I'm hoping that $2,000 gets passed to the regular throughout this whole thing. That's what I want. Give $2,000 to the people. And hopefully, when you get the $2,000 in, guess what happens? You are able to put money back into these people's pockets. They're able to pay off some of their bills. They're able to pay off some of their rent. They're able to pay off some of their mortgages. Because guess what? They don't, companies, they don't forget. They hold that off on a book. And they just let it generate more and more and more. Because they're thinking that the, this whole thing will go back to normal. And which we all don't know if they say we'll go back into normal. We don't know nothing. We know nothing. We know not a thing about this whole thing. We're just hoping that, hey, maybe it'll go back to normal. 
maybe sometime soon we'll go back to normal because of this whole vaccine deal. We the vaccine's not promised in nothing, bro. The vaccine's not promised to heal any heal everything. That's not the case of it. All right. So what I'm basically getting at is this: the two thousand dollars need to be for needs to be done. Get it done. Hurry it up because people need it. The streets are starving, and when the streets starve, it's not a good thing. Trust me, I'm not from the streets, but guess what? I can gauge certain things. And whenever the streets are hungry, people get people's houses, they get vandalized. People's things, they get taken. And they'll sell it off to a loan. They'll sell it off to a place that will buy from them for money. The streets will get hungry. And that's what's coming. The streets are going to get hungry. Now, let me talk about actually the highs about 2020 with a mix of a low because this is going to start low. Throughout this whole mix of the summer of this year, we had the killing of George Floyd. And I knew of the killing. I saw the photo of a police officer standing on his neck with, with his hand in his pocket. And I ain't going to lie to you. <clears throat> I said to myself that, man, this thing, this is not going to change nothing. And me and my mom got into a whole little, a whole debate about it. And I told her, Mom, how many, Mom, this whole country has seen black people getting killed. What's this man's death going to do anything? This man's death is going to do absolutely nothing. The whole economy is going to just look at it and just be like, eh, whatever, another black man got killed. That's just what happened. This is America. Cops kill black men every day. Cops kill black people every day. Cops kill people every day. And somehow they're still able to maintain their badge and everything you know the spiel if you're black trust me you know the spiel what i'm going to you know what i'm going to say and if you're not black trust me stay with stay with me until stay with me just stay with me because february throughout that month is going to be black history black history style every episode is going to be black history style one ep- one style i'm a free st- one episode i'm a freestyle with valentine's day because well obviously february is black valentine's uh valentine's time of the whole Valentine's time of the year, well, that whole lovey dovey, but majority of the time, February is going to be Black History Month content on this um, podcast throughout this month, throughout that month. But as I said, whenever summer, whenever the summer happened of George Floyd dying, George Floyd dying, sorry, um, me and mom got to a conversation. Hey, this ain't going to work. Nothing's going to happen. My mom said, Joe, you didn't, Joe, did you see the video? I said, no, nah, I saw the photo. Joe, watch the video. I told my mom, no, nah, I'm not seeing another black man die. I've seen it too much. I've seen. I've seen videos, I've seen photos of everything too much. Mom said, Joe, watch the video. Just watch it. And I still never saw the video. I never saw the video. My mom said, see, that's the reason why you see that's the reason why you're in a kid's place. You'll never know nothing because you're not looking at it. And I and I was so upset by it because you know what? I've seen too many things. I am knowledgeable on a lot of things. I've seen too many things. I've seen a lot of cop killings, cop killing innocent black civilians, and nothing has ever come of it. But when George Floyd died, what really hit me about it was whenever I sat there and I watched the funeral progression. And they had, in the funeral, they had a moment of silence. And it was the moment of silence of how, how long the cop stood, cop placed his knee on George Floyd's neck. And it was a long moment of silence. And I sat there and tears started to well up in my eyes. And I said, wow, this this is a long long time and I start to think 
That's crazy how this cop literally just put his knee on this man's neck and he can't breathe for nothing. And that cop, and you know you feel, you know when you have your hands around somebody's throat. If you put them in a chokehold, you know when somebody's struggling. You know how, you know when somebody's struggling. That's just, that's just simple. You know when somebody's struggling, if you put your arm around them and choke them out. Or you put your hands around their neck and choke them. You can see them flailing their arms. You can feel it tense in their neck on that body part or what your whole placing on. With that knee, he was able to feel everything that George Floyd was feeling. He was able to feel him struggle. He was feeling, he was able to feel him, he was able to feel everything. And he, and he just sat there, cool as a cucumber, with his hands in his pockets, doing nothing. Just, just gradually pre applying pressure and pressure and pressure and more pressure to his neck. And I sat there throughout that motorcycle and I said, wow. This is absolutely nuts. And I had to get a tissue to make sure I wasn't going to cry, like, hysterically cry. Like, I mean, just boo-hoo, willing cry. I just had tears foil up, and I thought, wow, the whole world is really paying attention because CNN was covering his um, funeral, ABC, CBS. I mean, the whole news was covering that man's funeral. And you see the man get locked up. And you see, I believe, three other cops or two other cops, one of the two, get arrested with him. And we're still awaiting trial now for him. And I'm hoping he gets the book thrown at him because there's no way in the world that a man should be walking around and is on, on earth right now just free. There's no way. This man should be sentenced to life in jail with no parole. There's no way somebody could just justify that. There's no way at all. Nobody gonna tell me, oh, he was doing his job. He was protecting himself. What are you protecting yourself from? From what I'm understanding, George Floyd's whole thing was he got called on because he wrote a bad check or it was a, they thought it was a fake bill. Either way, it didn't have to result in a man dying. But let me get back to the highs of it. Throughout his death, he became a martyr because he is now in that frame of mindset whenever people think about people that help change the landscape for blacks he's now in that rarefied air with rosa parks and martin luther king and people are going to say joe that's crazy no because i guarantee you his life is not in vain for this people are going to look back on this for years and say this was a legit moment that made people really start to really tape officers and I mean just mad tape them matter of fact I saw on a video a couple days ago a guy a black guy getting arrested and these were more cops getting called and the guy got arrested and an officer punched a dude in the face and then you see a black officer telling another officer to arrest that officer to punch a black dude in the face and that was that was excited me I was happy because you know what you don't see that in videos like that. You don't see that in videos at all. The news didn't cover it, which is crazy. That the news didn't cover an officer getting arrested for punching a man in cuffs that couldn't do nothing. You don't see that. So that, so believe me, in the future, we're going to see more officers getting placed in handcuffs for doing what they're doing. Another high of this court being in quarantine was people's well basically staying home with their family because you were able to spend time with your family you were able to understand their quirks you were able to understand what makes them tick if you will you were able to 
create fun little challenges with yourself that you have with your family. You were able to go online and enjoy um, music that they probably enjoyed in time in their past life when they were young children. They were able to enjoy music that you enjoy as a child now if they're into your type of genre because you know what certain family members, certain parents will never enjoy your genre that you're in now and that's perfectly fine. But you were able to expose them to it and they actually were able to give an opportunity to either like it or dislike it. And you were able to actually like it or dislike it there whole thing and you know what it was great to see families be able to enjoy what they like together as one another thing that i actually liked to see was the viral challenges that people did because throughout this whole quarantine if you look up challenges the something new challenge with whole tie dollars and i inquired a whole family to do something you stood in the line you walk walk you shimmy your shoulders and then you clap and moved out the way for another person it's basically like a small version of a soul train line but not really a soul train line if you will but like i said just look it up something new challenge you were able to do with your family um you were able to do there were other viral challenges there were other dance challenges just dances that you were able to do with your family that were entertaining to see you were were able to do just a lot more you were able to show them board play board games you guys were able to play um video games with your parents if your parents didn't get enjoy video games guess what they had nothing else better to do no disrespect to say it but your parents were able to enjoy video games with their kids people parents were able to actually sit down and get to talk with their kids and just pick their brains and see what they like to do and that's what i hope happened and i've seen a lot of it just go to youtube and just search it up trust me there's a lot another thing that i actually did like about quarantine was actually getting to sleep more because before quarantine, you would have a schedule to get up at a certain specific time, get washed up, or get take a shower in the morning. Either way, you had to take care of your eye hygiene and then go about your normal life pre-COVID. As in, go to school, or get up and go to your job, or something else of that. Whenever quarantine hit... You were basically stuck like you were stuck. You were able to finally get to stop and breathe. And you said to yourself, because I know I've said, you know what? Now I finally get to sit down and enjoy life. I get to breathe. I get to finally just relax and just uh, I get to catch up on that sleep that I was missing so much. Because trust me, there was time throughout college that, man, I would get up at 5 in the morning. Me and my brother would get in our car at 5.30, drive to, no, no, we got in our car at 6, drive to college, which is about an hour from where we lived. We would get there at 7, stay there. Our classes didn't start until about a good 9 o'clock in some instances, in some instances straight up. And I mean, dude, that was just straight up rough. And whenever this whole thing started, I was experienced um, checking my class schedule periodically to see what the work that they had done. And I was able to do it, get it done quick. I was able to maintain and gain information from their materials just quick. I was able to copy the notes quick or able to take photos of the notes that I needed to take. And by God, it was easy. It was easy for me. I was able to retain the information like a sponge. I was able to get my um, 
work done quickly. I was able to just get it done and then go back to what I was doing. Um, no, getting back to my regular schedule programming or what I was doing before I had to continuously check my computer for schoolwork. I mean, it was easy for me. It was easy for me just to stop um, what I was. It was easy for me just to stop. Just literally hit this pause button. That's what Corona did for me. It hit the stop button for me. It hit the stop button for my um, constant ability to just be able to walk and go into a direction that I personally probably would have burned out on. I probably would have burned out and made some horrible grades if I can if it was a constant thing. Cause you know what, getting up at five is trash. Getting car to drive over an hour away from your school is trash. And having to wait two hours for your class to start is more trash. So think about that. That's four hours being wasted if your class starts at nine. That's four hours of you having to do that. Oh, and I did forgot to mention that I would we would get there early to make sure we had a parking spot because by God you didn't want to wait until about get what seven o'clock to probably get there. That's whenever the parking lot start really start to get loaded in by other cars because people were trying to beat the whole idea of trying to find a parking spot for so you won't have to walk far distance to your classes because that is trash. So we would get there extra early to make sure we had a parking spot we get there whenever it's still dark for the love of everything by god it was so trash it would have burned me out it would burn my brother out we would have became so aggravated so just the most meanest guys on that campus because you you regurgitate that exact schedule that i just gave you and you would tell me you constantly do that every day you mean to tell me you ain't going to be an angry person. Matter of fact, some of you were probably angry doing that at your job. You guys were angry. The job probably is easy, but boy, getting up at a early time and then just to drive alone just to get there early? Dude, that is trash. That is big trash. That is flaming hot trash. Are you kidding me? That's what COVID provided for me. <clears throat> throughout this whole thing <clears throat> I was able to go to school online still maintain my grades for A's and B's still maintain them but I was able to get up later and the only thing I had to do was just get up take care of my hygiene and just pop on my laptop and boop I see everybody and I still was silent I talk whenever I didn't understand something still the same way as I would do in regular class and other class was done do my regular work and by God it wasn't late when I got done, it was relatively early. I was able to do my work, and then, boop, done. And I was able to go off and chill with my family. Something I wouldn't have done at regular school, because then I would more likely have to wait for my brother's class to be done, and then go back into our car and drive another hour to an hour and a half, because traffic is trashed down Myrtle Beach way just to get back home. And, dude, and the accidents that happened in Myrtle Beach, ugh. But I digress all of that to say that COVID provided me more time to sleep and provided more people time to sleep. And you were able to stop the hustle and bustle of life and just sit back and enjoy for a minute. And finally, um, <laughs> oh yeah, I, for I, I forgot. People were going back to the whole George Floyd deal. People of white color the caucasians and other minorities were able to finally sit down and look at everything 
look at how white privilege really is for them. How they have never had to really be afraid of the cops. You were actually able to have dialogue with your white counterparts, your white uh, uh, colleagues, if you will, in certain instances. I would know I was able to have uh, black and white conversations in some of my classes that I that I was attending, and more likely I'll probably have more of them now because whenever the fall, whenever the spring semester hits, is going to be <laughs> coming around. February Black History Month, so like I said, we're going to have more of those type of conversations because I know this whole situation is going to come right or rolling right back around. So we're going to have more of those type of conversations, and now white people are able to kind of place themselves in our in our predicament. They never will 100%, but they're able to give us more sympathy for what we have to deal with on a daily, day-to-day basis. They're able to at least step into the mind of a little bit I'm not going to say they fully understand it because they never fully will, but they're able to slowly but surely able to step their foot into the mind of what a black person has to deal with or what a black person either has to deal with or what we think in that moment. It's never just a quick, oh, well, he should have just uh, deal with a cop asked him to do. He sh- then he, this wouldn't have happened. No, it's never that cut clear and dry. It's never that. They cops look at us like we always are doing something illegal, which is insane. But that's just way of life, and and that and I hope for that to change. And white people are trying to make it change by standing with us and actually doing things with us. And and the whole BLM Black Lives Matter deal, and just seeing that hashtag around everywhere was a good feeling. Seeing white people donate was a good feeling. Seeing white people actually try to help in the police reform is a good thing. And I'm not saying every cop is dirty. Because you know what? Not every cop is truly dirty. So there are certain officers on the force that actually want to do the good, want to do the right thing, and actually want to make sure the forces always uh, maintain the law and actually do justice to everything but you got to stop to really look at it from time to time and see that the force is 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 played against the blacks is played against people of uh darker complexion people of poor backgrounds the hood environment if you will i mean it's it's that is the police or black people's kryptonite we're able to do everything in our power but boy when we see the police boy do we get afraid I mean, my God, we run. And that allowed white people to really see exactly what we have to deal with. There's been film out there before, but I think now people actually sat down because they had no other choice but to deal with it and actually see what we have to go with through on a daily to day basis. So that was enough. That was a extreme high for this whole COVID-19 uh, deal. Now for my entire inquiring minds of this portion of the episode and the subject for today is the world it was to come the first thing i want to talk about is how the world has changed as i said before we're dealing it we're in COVID, we're in this whole covid era <clears throat> whole lot of quarantine babies by the way and for any if you're pregnant listening to this congratulations i mean by god you're you're going to be experiencing and doing something that nobody that nobody before you has done before you're giving birth to a child during this whole COVID era, which everything is completely scary because nobody knows anything. Nobody knows what to do. And uh, 
I just want to applaud you for that, because you know what? You have this daunting task to do, and I'm pretty sure you're going to be amazing at this task. I'm pretty sure you're going to give birth to an amazing child that's going to be happy and, lo happy and loving. And you're there's going to be some struggles. I'm not going to try to lie to you about it. There's going to be struggles out here, which is crazy to come from a 24-year-old with no kids. But I've seen how people um, treat their kids, and I know people that have kids and they you could just see the gleam gl just the gleam that a baby would give you a baby is the purest and most innocent thing on this planet there's nothing more pure than a baby there's no human on this planet that is as pure as a fresh baby of i mean just a baby that's from the ages of zero to two because whenever they start hitting two they, they're gonna get they're gonna get a little bit rowdy that's just what it is and you're gonna be aggravated a little bit that's just what it is but you will get that glimmer in their eye in that eye and you'll look at it and you will that will melt your whole heart away that will melt your heart down and you will love that child you will love it throughout your whole throughout every fiber of your being that will be your entire life that child will be your entire life and during this whole covid era that we are so living in it is crazy that i have to say this you have to be careful because oh you have to be careful who you surround your baby and yourself around because you know what you got to now look into people that probably didn't wear masks before or um people that do wear masks but they've you got to really take extra more you got to take more precautions now what i'm getting at here you got to make sure people wash their hands more before they touch your baby or um, but if they give you some type of clothes, you got to make sure you got to have them. You got to make sure they actually wash them before they give them to your baby. And then you, even then you're going to look at them, look at those clothes suspicious and have you in wash those clothes to make sure you are secure that those clothes are washed before you put it on your baby because you don't want nothing to affect your baby. I mean, by God, the things are endless, but I don't want to be here and just be Debbie Downer. I want to send you off with some type of hope because there is hope. There's hope in this world. There's hope throughout this whole thing. There's hope in this whole COVID-19 mess when you're pregnant and you're going to be delivering a child. There's hope. And if people say there's no hope, they have no idea what they're talking about. There's hope throughout this. You can do this. You can, trust me, you will make it through. Just wear your mask. Just take the safety precautions. Wash your hands. And you'll be fine. Your baby will be fine, and I have faith in that. Um, <laughs> and and let me get off of people that are pregnant, people that have lost your jobs. Let me tell you, it's I I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna try to sit here and be like, oh my god, everything is going to be fine. Everything's no, you're you're in a rough you're in a rough spot right now. You're in a rough spot, and and the only thing I can say for you is this. The world is different. The world is completely different, as you already know, than what it was before. And only thing I can say is, do the best that you can do. Don't try to keep try to keep up with the Joneses. Don't try to keep up with your old lifestyle for for what you had before this whole pandemic deal. Try to keep up. Try don't try to keep up. Maintain what you can maintain. If you happen to if you happen to lose um, your cable, it's, 
A, is only cable, which I mean, there are books out there, there's cards to play, there's um, board games to play, there's other things you can do besides watching cable, hey, it's fine. If your um, internet gets killed, hey, same thing, like I said, there's books, there is other things to do, trust me, you can, trust me, there's other things you can do, I'm not trying to say that as a, oh my god, this and that, as a guy that's like, oh my god, how can he say this and that whenever he's never been through these type of things, and you're right, I haven't, I haven't been through these things, I have been extremely blessed in my life, I have been extremely blessed from when I was a child, all the way up to now, I'm extremely blessed, my mom and dad has even called me and my siblings spoiled, and my reply to that would be a uh, funny aunt, that's and and I know that sounds like such a prick thing to say right about now, but that's I just been extremely blessed. I can't I, I I can't explain no more to it. I've been extremely blessed to be in this type of thing where my cable has been cut off, my internet has been cut off, no water has been cut off from me. But what I'm basically getting at is this: there is light at the end of this tunnel. There is light. Just keep going. Just keep pushing. Just keep. Just keep, keep going. Just keep going. I mean, that's the only best thing I can give you because I'm not a man of the job market description of saying, hey, go to McDonald's and do this and that because you know what? Your um, your job, your resume might be bigger than a McDonald's. I'm not going to lie to you. Your resume might be extensive that you worked here, 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 and looking at McDonald's might be a place that you, you might say, you know what? I'm below McDonald's. And, and if somebody were to look at your resume, somebody might say, yeah, yeah, you are below McDonald's. And the only thing I can say to that is this. You need to just keep pushing forward. <laughs> if you have to take a pay cut, just take it. Because you know what? Taking a pay cut is better than not having any type of job right now at this moment. I don't know how job security, I don't know how unemployment works. So I, if you can get unemployment, I will say get it if you can. But if you can, you got to take a pay cut, just take a pay cut and just keep moving forward. Cause trust me, God looks down on the people that keeps moving forward. It keeps being on the positive side of this whole thing, not on the negative side. Trust me, God will bless you in ways that <laughs> that's unmeasurable. And I don't like to use God like that. I don't like to. I don't like to force God into something. People might say, "Well, Joe, you just did." I know I did, and I meant what I said. I only say things that I truly mean. God is going to look down upon you and say, "You know what? It's time to deliver him a blessing, or her a blessing, or this family a blessing." And it, that that blessing might come at the most unexpected time when you when you never expected it, and when you really truly truly needed it. That blessing is going to come so just keep moving forward keep going keep pressing trust me just trust me keep pressing forward and for the people that have lost people relatives siblings loved ones throughout this whole thing uh, what i will say is this talk to somebody that will understand because you can't talk to somebody that doesn't understand what you're going through that hasn't lost somebody that you've lost you got to talk to somebody that has lost somebody that you lost somebody throughout this whole pandemic or they care for that exact same person that you lost throughout this pandemic because they have something that they've lost now with you you and that person will become close together because you and that person have lost somebody or that person that you both cared for talk to someone 
please don't keep that within yourself. Please don't. Because that's dangerous. That's dangerous to do that. You are setting yourself up for a lot of pain when you keep that type of stuff in. You're causing yourself to... You're causing pain within yourself and you might think I'm okay to handle this I don't need to speak to nobody whenever people will talk to you and ask you how are you feeling you might hit them with the I'm okay no don't do that if you're not okay talk to them tell them hey I'm not doing fine hey I need you to I need to talk to you hey I'm not I I, I don't feel like this is fair because you know what this isn't fair to a lot of people. People have lost people, and it's not fair. You see people out here that are, that take people for granted out here, and you're going to look back at them and say, you don't, you ungrateful somethings. You're going to say that, and that's going to flow through your mind, just like anybody else would. And what I will say to you is this. Please just talk to somebody. Talk to somebody that 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 cares for you. Trust me, there's people that here that care for you. Just because you lost somebody doesn't mean you lost everything. There are people in the, out here in this world that will care for you, that do care for you. You're not alone in this. You're not alone. The world is going. To, the world is changing. The world is going to become more kinder and more sensitive. I'm. That's me. That's me saying this to you. That's Gerald Lawrence Garrett saying this to you right now. If, if as you're listening to me, the world is going to care. About the people that they have lost. Once this whole thing becomes an idea with the whole vaccine or whatever might end this whole COVID mess. People truly do care. Because people are dealing with a lot of things. A lot of people are dealing with things. A lot of people are dealing with it almost the exact same thing that you're dealing with. And they don't know who they can talk to. You might be that person that they could talk to. You guys might be that bond. You guys might have that bond that just might just clip off into something else that might be one of the greatest things to happen because you talk to somebody about it. Trust me. Talk to somebody. Don't hold that in because that's nothing but pure anger. That's nothing but pure despair. That's nothing but pure depression. Talk to somebody. We are all in this together. It's crazy to say that, but it's true. We're all in this together. We all have no other choice but to be in this together. But we all are. We're in this together. Talk to somebody. It's okay. You're going to cry. You're going to cry a lot. When you think of that person or you think of members of your family or friends that are passed away or your pets who have passed away or co-workers, you're going to cry. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt a lot. But trust me. Keep going. Just like I said with the people that lost their jobs. There's a light at the end of this tunnel. There's a light. There is a bright light. Even though it might even though it seems God far away. It's so far away. You gotta keep you gotta keep walking. You gotta keep pressing. You gotta keep moving. You got to keep moving. You got to keep going. You gotta keep going. In the words of Dory, just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Just keep. You gotta keep it. You gotta keep it pressing. And with that, um, I'm sorry, I'm, I've been running over the tongues. What what do I think the world will come to? I think the world will be more forgiving if you be late on certain things. I think the world will be more forgiving if you can't pay a bill from time to time. I think the world will be more forgiving. I just think the whole world will be, just be more forgiving. 
that's what I think the world will come to. And with that, um, this has been Gerald Garrett, and this has been my two cents. And I want to leave you all with this. I love you. If you know I've told you that today, I love you. If you need to play that again every day of your life, get sound clip it and just play that. I love you. That's Gerald Garrett speaking to you. I love you, and I'll see you the next episode.